everybody. Welcome to Tweet and Talk, the second Tweet and Talk in a row, second out of three for our triple play tonight. Whoop, whoop. So tonight we are with the crew of Pass the Scope EDU for the third anniversary. So super excited to have this all-star panel with us tonight. So we're going to kick things off with introductions. Hey, everybody. Tatool, Dr. Tatool and Toya here from SoCal. I'm double dipping now. I got I'm babysitting my little guy here. Here, let me, let me bring him on the screen. Say hi, James, to the world. And I'm excited to talk about live streaming and Pass the Scope EDU. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tatul and James. Great to see you all both here. All right. Awesome. Next up, we will go to Margaret. Hey, y'all. I'm Margaret Atkinson, and I teach middle school in uh, South Louisiana. And this is just, I think that Pass the Scope and live streaming have done so much for me and my students. So I cannot wait to share the power with everybody. So it's so good to see everybody. Well, it's so good to see you. So thank you for being here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Next up, we have Dan the Man. So Dan, if you could please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, I'm Dan Krinas. I'm a middle school administrator in New York and uh, the host of the Leader of Learning podcast and also a proud member of the Passoscope EDU crew. All right. Awesome. Great to have you on here, Dan. So thank you for being here. And last but certainly not least, we have Valerie. Valerie Lewis here, assistant principal in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Um, excited to be part of the Tweet and Talk tonight and um, looking forward to this discussion and conversation. Awesome. So glad to have you here. So thank you, Valerie. And hopefully we'll see Brian as well. So um, if so, then we'll just have him jump in and introduce himself. So we're going to kick things off with the very first question. So Anybody feel free to jump in and take this. How might live streaming be best utilized in educational spaces? Well, one of the things I've been talking about with uh, my one of the schools that I support is how do we get students to present? You know, because the students at this particular school, one of the challenges we have are students presenting. You know, they do the work. They do what they're supposed to do. James, you agree? They do what they're supposed to do. But when it comes time to presenting, they climb up a little bit. So we, we, we're trying to brainstorm ways we can get them to present. And I think live streaming is a great way to make that happen. And to, to students to know that they are going to be in front of an audience, a real audience is really important. Brian, if you could please introduce yourself um, and just tell everybody a little bit about you. <laughs> Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Brian Romero Smith. Currently, I am uh, in my car here in North Texas. Uh, I am a digital learning instructional coach uh, for the Educational Service Center in Region 11. Uh, and I truly just love <laughs> doing whatever it takes to meet our kids where we are, where they are. Awesome, Brian. Well, it is so great to have you here. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, wanted to give a quick shout out to Nina, who is watching on YouTube Live. And um, it's so good to see you too, Nina. So thank you so much for tuning in. So our current question is, how might live streaming be best utilized in educational spaces? You know, I was just going to say, you know, one of the biggest things that we as the Pass the Scope EDU crew really like to throw out there is the term amplify. Uh, for me, live streaming is all about amplification and also branding, whether it's done on a personal nature uh, or as a school. Um, what I what I love about it and what I think is the importance of it is sharing, sharing content and just sharing and collaborating with other educators uh, across the country, across the globe, even sometimes 
Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the fact that it's such a small world and sometimes it seems like there are so many educators who are connected on social media, on Twitter, but really in the grand scheme of things, it's a very small percentage. And so if we can get more and more people to share, live stream, brand themselves, brand their, their schools, share their ideas through the content that they're putting out there through live streaming, I, I really think that it's going to make many educators much stronger than they already are. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, Margaret, how about you? Well, I wanted to kind of dovetail what Dan and what Tatool said. You know, what Dan is saying about um, amplifying and, and branding, um, that's something that Tatool and an educator in uh, Tennessee, Grant Knowles, have done. They've been able to kind of collaborate together and their students have been able to work together and it's just amazing because I know when they are able to present I then and my students and the rest of the world are able to see the presentations and so it kind of just brings everybody closer together so what Dane was saying about um, amplifying and sharing that then creates these ripples for people who maybe are not closely related to what's happening are able to feel even closer and so it's just it's wonderful and beautiful Absolutely. Bringing us closer together. That's the name of the game. Wonderful. Wonderful. Nina also um, answered in YouTube Live and she said, inviting experts to speak. And she said, thanks for the shout out. Yes, it's a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. Great, great. So Valerie, Brian, anyone else want to jump in about how might live streaming be best utilized in educational spaces? Um, I definitely piggyback what um, Dan and Margaret and Tatool said. And I think the number one thing is a lot of times in the education space, teachers uh, take a backseat role. They feel like the leadership in the building makes the decisions. They make the, um, they, you know, they have the final say or it goes even higher than that where it's at the school board or the district level. And so they almost feel like they're the last man or the, the, the lowest man on the totem pole. And so to be able to have a space where they can voice their opinions or their perspective and know that it won't be bashed or there is no wrong or right. It's your experiences and those are truly valid. I think that's important to empower teachers in that regard and not just teachers, but students themselves. Um, you know, a lot of times for them, maybe in the classroom setting in front of everyone with all eyes on them may be a little awkward and uncomfortable but them speaking into a screen may be a little bit more comforting and we want to be able to hear what they have to say. And this is just giving them another way to do it. Absolutely. Yes. Meeting those uh, the more shy introverted students where they are, um, you know, and, give, and and helping them use their voices in that way. Great. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say that it also adds a, a touch of authenticity um, when you are, are trying to capture things live. Uh, you have a tendency to be within the moment uh, where it's not prepared, it's not set up. The students are given an authentic audience to where they uh, are really appreciative of who's actually listening because it's listening to them in the moment, who they are, as they are themselves. Uh, sometimes when we, we, we get prepared uh, productions or prepared presentations, you know, we, we work on it and we're really not necessarily cognizant of someone's listening to me and really uh, diving into what I'm actually saying. So when you actually go live, you know, that just brings a whole nother level uh, to, to what you are presenting to others because of the authenticity. That's all I wanted to say. 
Love that authenticity piece. Yes. Sarah, I want to add something else to that because Brian, uh, he, he tweeted something the other day and I thought it was really interesting in terms of live tweeting or live streaming. And I think you take away that fear of messing up because you know students are always afraid of messing up and trying over again. But when they're going live, you just have to go with the flow. And if students can learn how to just go with the flow and even if they may not have the right words, just you know keep going and keep their train of thought. I think that's really important. And, and I really appreciate that comment that you made in a conversation that we're able to have on Twitter. Yeah, it creates a situation where problem solving and critical thinking and creative thinking uh, has to be at the forefront of everything they actually do. So it forces them into a real world situation when things are live versus when they're static. Absolutely. I love the points that y'all are making. You're reminding me um, yesterday at what great educators do differently. There was a piece that um, that I shared with with uh, some people in the audience about um, ways to get over your fear of, um, of being on camera and live streaming was one way. Like it's just getting it out there. You know, there's like it's once it's out there, it's out there. So that's definitely a great way to, to do that. So I agree with both of you. You are listening to EduMatch. Daddy's Favorites is a book about sibling rivalry and exceptionalities and autism and love. And I hope that all families can read it and find joy in it. And I also hope that children who read it will be able to get kind of an insider view of how other people that have exceptionalities experience life and how their family dynamics are the same and different to um, maybe what yours are. So I hope that you really enjoy the book and I can't wait to hear all the feedback. Now back to more learning on the Edge of Match podcast. All right. So moving on to the next question, what are some trends that you've seen? Like as, you know, Pass the Scope EDU has been going on for three years. So this is the third anniversary. Happy anniversary, everybody. Whoop, whoop. So <laughs> what are some trends that you've seen in regards to live streaming over these years? So uh, I'll just jump in on this one real quick. So I think actually, if if you've been a part of Passascope Edu or you followed Passascope Edu for three years, it's almost reflected in our style and what we've done. Um, it, it started out as something where you needed your phone to do, whether it was Periscope or even before that, apps like Meerkat was one, um, and it was really just like you held your phone in front of you and you spoke into it and you and you went live and and it was pretty cool and and we did it from our classrooms and our schools and maybe you know places outside out and about, but then it it almost morphed into. Um, where you could take live streaming to the next level by using software like OBS or something that's more studio-like and it, and it creates like a production out of it. And then you can uh, live stream from there to the point now where uh, 
people, individuals, schools are really making a production out of it to the point where live streaming has become, I don't want to say the norm, but it's become much more popular as a way for schools to get out their morning announcements. Um, and again, I think Passascope EDU has done a good job of staying current on those trends and really pushing boundaries when it comes to using live streaming, uh, like the new technology and, and the new systems to, to really amp up, uh, ramp up our, our own broadcasts. Ooh, I love that, Dan. And yes, absolutely. I know as a regional tech coordinator, there have been more and more schools that have been reaching out for help on how to set up their own live streaming for morning announcements. So definitely agreed with you on that. Great. Any other thoughts? I think that for Dan to frame it in terms of how technology is involved, has evolved, I think is brilliant. But then that just goes hand in hand with who is doing it. You know, yes, schools are doing it but i've seen so many museums i've seen so many different smaller organizations live stream and that's exciting to me to be able to see kind of what i mean what brian said too was brilliant about the authenticity of like everyone just kind of doing it and that's really refreshing for me to see because it brings us again all closer together so yeah that's a good point too and i guess it goes back to sarah to what you were just saying earlier where um a lot of the viewers that may watch um, your tweet and talk, but you have a, a, a vast majority that access it through podcasts. So now even those people that have the complex of being seen on camera, there's that feature with live stream where you can just pretty much strip the audio and turn that into a podcast show or MP3. So there, so th there are just so many benefits and so many ways to reach an audience no matter where they're at. I think we're still kind of in the infancy of this. Uh, we've, especially here on the West Coast, um, and specifically here in SoCal, there are not a lot of folks who are actually doing the live streaming. And so this is, uh, you know, I think what Dan said is, is spot on that we've kind of been at the, kind of right at the break point here. So it's been real good to see, but I think there's still a lot of growth left. And I think, um, you know, being able to do what we're doing in terms of conferences and and allowing folks from like not at ISTE to witness the to the to witness um, keynote presentations and all that stuff. So there's a lot of a lot of things out there that are happening, but I think we're still like at the at the uh, at the at the uh, infancy right now. I just wanted to you know kind of piggyback onto what Tatul said too. You know, Passascope Edu has taken live streaming from the point where it was just passing the scope literally uh, throughout the day once every month, the third Thursday of the month, to the point where we're now taking teams out to conferences and, and we're really looking forward to uh, pushing the live streaming to the next level at this year's ISTE conference. We've kind of been building up, building up each year for the last few years, uh, especially at ISTE. But, you know, just to just to talk back again about the technology, like, I go on Periscope and I'm seeing politicians who are sharing and and they're getting their message out that way. Uh, I think Brian's nodding and agreeing. So um, I'm, I'm looking at politicians who are sharing, even news and, and other media organizations who um, rely on media like that to get the word out. Now they have a much more instantaneous way. So instead of waiting for the six o'clock news in the evening or the 11 o'clock news, when something is breaking, you know about it right away. And what's cool about using that in education, I think Brian was saying this before too, if something is happening in the classroom, in the moment, you can see it. 
And for us at Passisco EDU, in addition to just sharing our own thoughts and feelings around a hashtag every month, we are now to the level where we're trying to bring breaking news, so to speak, to people, whether it's through conferences or not, you know, as, as instantly as we can. And I think whether it's technology or just learning about different ways to use live streaming, it's becoming so much more of a way to get information to people really, really quickly. And again, you know, in terms of education, just amplifying the really amazing things that people need to know about if they're not at a conference or if they are on the other side of the country, like I'm in, you know, I'm on the East Coast, the tools all the way on the West Coast. We're not going to know what each other are doing, but we have these awesome ways to to communicate with each other and to see, literally see what's happening in the moment. Yeah, I was I was going to jump on that. Panel's all over it for sure. Um, you know, as as we have already noticed that Periscope themselves are is just four years old. Many of the other live streaming uh, platforms like Facebook Live uh, are just in this infancy stage. And you see that businesses uh, and communities are taking advantage of that in-the-moment opportunity uh, to market what it is that they're actually are, are, are putting out there, uh, what's going on with their particular companies and, 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 uh, and events. And we as Passascope, I think we realized that trend from the get-go. And, and we realized the advantage that we could uh, we could have in putting out what it is that we're doing because sometimes education gets a bad rap. I'm just going to put it out there. Education gets a bad rap. Uh, you know, um, people don't see the great things that are happening inside of the classrooms or happening inside of our schools within our districts. And here it is an opportunity to take advantage of broadcasting to the world. You know, the greatness that's actually going on inside of our schools, inside of our classrooms, the phenomenal things that our students are actually doing. And we're, all we're doing is taking advantage of the same type of platforms that our businesses are doing to sell their product. So we're trying to sell our product as well. So, uh, you know, those are some of the trends we see. The other trends that we're starting to see is taking advantage of, um, of, of bringing po fo folks in. I think somebody else mentioned earlier about bringing people into your classroom. But to make people a part of the conversation as we are actually are sharing is something that we're starting to see. You start Periscope has added that. Facebook has added that. There's actually a new one that had just come out that I'm about to um, start to explore and will share with the group later on. But to bring other people in, their thoughts, their, uh, their opinions regarding to what it is that we are sharing is also something that we'll see trending here in the next couple of weeks and months. I think one of the things that we've seen in education, especially as it relates to um, Twitter and, and social media where people have very big followings, um, you know, it's becoming, uh, I don't want to say an issue, but it's, it's becoming, it's coming to the forefront where not only should people be sharing and not only is it okay to have really great dialogue, but it's okay to push back and it's okay to question things too. And, and I think um, one of the things that, that I just took away from what Brian was saying was that, you know, this allows us to do it in a way as well that's really respectful and done in a professional way. And whether it's just getting out there, you know, and, and sharing our thoughts and feelings every month or inviting people into our classrooms or us virtually being invited into their classrooms, um, it allows for some deeper dialogue about best practices, you know, instructional best practices, technological best practices, but things that we either like or maybe not like about what's happening in education. And Dan, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying and piggyback off of what Brian was saying, 
the new feature with uh, being able to bring people into your scopes. I think that's a that's a huge, huge, or uh, the, your Periscope, I think that's a huge new feature that yeah. we can take advantage of and we can actually have spirited dialogue around a topic and all of us can be there at the same time. And I think there were some platforms that did that, but they kind of fell off and some of Periscope is picking up the mantle. So I'm excited about what we're all gonna be able to do with that here in our, the Passascope community and then as well as how that's gonna impact our classrooms. Great stuff, great reflections and forecasts. So kind of going with that theme, then what does the future of Pass the Scope specifically look like? What are some things that we could be looking out for, um, you know, upcoming during year three or into year four? Uh, what, what do y'all say is coming down the pike for us? I would say, as a community, we are looking at ways that we want to continue to grow professionally. So I think, um, you know, Brian hinted those new trends that are coming out and Dan and Tatul spoke on those um, heavily as well. Um, it's constantly evolving, just like we know learning is. There's never a point where we can say we've arrived. So we kind of want to stay ahead of the curve, um, being especially in this education space, and not by any intention from the beginning to become the go-to people. It was just that we just kind of jumped into this thing. But maybe now even recognizing that indirectly, we are kind of like the go-to when it comes to live streaming. Um, so what's next is how many more conferences can we secure? How can we not just secure those conferences, but get those conference organizers to realize that it is okay to use live streaming as a medium to reach people. I think the biggest fear was, oh, we want our content to be secure, or we want our content to be for members only, or we want the content to be only for conference goers and attendees. But if you really wanna get the message out, at some point you kind of have to say, if we present it in such a way where people are like, wow, I need to physically be there because we know we can't take away that face-to-face -face component, that face-to-face -face interaction. You know, when all of us, you know, we're connected through Voxer and Twitter, but when we get together and we, you know, we're at the scope house, that's a, that's a bond and that's something that's irreplaceable. So I think for us, it's staying with the trends that are coming out. It is growing professionally. It is improving and evolving, as Dan mentioned, away from holding the cell phone, myself guilty, I will say that, and just going ahead and where those broadcasts are now more professionally. And then just bringing on a band of teachers that, um, that have been hesitant and reluctant and empowering them. I think that that's always gonna be our trend and that's always what's gonna be next because we know as many people as we see that are connected, there are that many more that aren't. And so we wanna continue to pull them in and empower them in that way. So for us, I would say that's next, securing those conferences and doing more. And I'm oh, sorry, go, go Dan. <laughs> um, we keep jumping on each other, sorry about that. Um, so I, I'm, I host a podcast. I know some, some other people in here have dabbled in, in podcasting and um, sharing through audio and, and video in, in various ways. But 
I, I think, and I mentioned this briefly a little while ago, that it is becoming more of a trend to not just live stream, but just share content in general um, in the education space and out of the education space. And what's cool about Passiscope EDU, and I think this is where uh, we're picking up steam, is that people can jump on once a month and share their content, and they don't have to create a podcast or a YouTube channel. They can use our space to be able to um, speak their mind and share their ideas, bring us into their classrooms and their schools without, you know, having to spend so much time to, you know, brand themselves. Like I said before, they don't have to go through that branding process. Or if it's at a conference and we are highlighting what they're doing, uh, yes, it's it's publicity for them, but it's it's sharing. You know, it's all about sharing content. And I think Passiscope EDU, to mention the word amplify again, it's about amplifying the voices of as many people as we can. And, uh, you know, after three years, we are picking up steam there, not just taking our scopes to the next level, but picking up more and more people who just want to uh, to be able to access the community to share out the really great ideas that they have. And that's exactly what I was going to say in terms of, you know, Pascope DU is such a wonderful community. It's such an embracing community. I am so lucky to have found y'all. And so I think the future of Pascope community is you. So Nina, who's watching, I can't see Sarah if anybody else is watching, but like Nina, I haven't heard you. And that's the whole point, right? Like we want to hear each other's stories and it's not just Thursday. It's it's being able to pull up the scope and, and type in that hashtag. And when I was at the World War II Museum last weekend, I got to meet this 94-year-old veteran who lived in New Orleans but fought in England. And so I said, do you want to go live? And he said, what's that? And I said, well, look, I'm just we're just going to share it with everybody. And he said, okay. And so we just went live and he spoke for a second, then it was done. And so the future of Passiscope EDU is, is us, but it, it's, it's us as a collective. It's you. So Nina, if you have not signed up yet, there's a document and I think that we would all agree that we would all love to hear your story. So sign up. Love that. And just to segue, so how can people sign up for future scopes? There's a doc and we can tweet it out and I'm not sure if you'll have it someplace else, but it's for 15 minute increments. Val, the wise one has said that, you know, best video lens anywhere from seven to 10, but you do have 15 minutes to just kind of share around that monthly theme. So there's a Google doc that we will tweet and I'm not sure if it, it it's also like on the website and tell us the website again, Brian. That's passiscopeedu.com. There you go. So easy. You're brilliant. <laughs> it's right up at the top, right? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely wanted to thank each of you for being here tonight. Also, a huge shout out to Nina, who was watching with us while she was walking along the beach. I am hashtag jealous right now, but <laughs> that, is, that is so awesome. So um, thank you to, to everybody who has made this a reality for the third year. So uh, much success to Pass the Scope EDU, continued success. Um, you know, this has been a, uh, an amazing community that I've loved being a part of. And uh, just kudos to, to, to everybody. Kudos to the panel. You all are like the, the folks behind it. And uh, kudos to everyone who's ever participated and everyone who will participate. A shout out to everyone who is watching now or will be watching in the future. Um, this will come out as a podcast recording in a few weeks, um, as well as on Facebook Live. 
Um, also wanted to give a couple more shout outs. So shout out to Jeff Kubiak, whose One Drop of Kindness is now available for pre-order. Whoop, whoop. So he is spreading his message of random acts of kindness um, for kids. So it's a children's book for uh, grades K through five. So definitely check out how Gus the Kindness Kid um, you know, gets that gets that message to his school and to the world. So awesome. Also, Rochelle Denae Poth, her book, In Other Words, will be coming out on the 18th. Well, it's already out, but don't tell anybody. But <laughs> she'll be doing her big launch on the 18th. And then tell everybody, yes. And then last but not least, shout out to Dr. Nicole Howard. Um, so our book uh, that we did with our master's students where they, com they collaborated from two different coasts of the country to come together and write this great book sharing their words of wisdom that will be up for pre-order most likely tomorrow. So definitely check that out. To whom it may concern, essays for educators by educators. So definitely check that out. So in 16 minutes, we will be chatting with special guest Lynn Cologne. So come back uh, and hopefully we will see you then. So thank you everyone and uh, have a great one. Thank you panelists, you guys rock. Thank you, Pass the Scope, y'all are awesome. Thank you guys, you guys are the best. Edge match. Edge match. Edge match.